0: Good morning. Hey, all right, hi, what's up? My name is K. Good morning. Welcome to the Radio One Studios. Wakey, wakey, Bangalore. Hey, it's K. Take it easy, dinosaurs. Here to turn your
1: blues away. Good
0: morning. Hey, the show's called Good Morning Bangalore. Good morning. Ninety-four point three. Radio One. Alright, good morning, welcome to the show. It's a very, very exciting time. You've been hearing us speak about Bravehearts on the battlefield quite often.
1: Bravehearts on the battlefield, celebrating our war
0: veterans on 94.3 Radio One. It's a segment we're running through this week on occasion of Vijay Divas, which happens to be on the 16th. Now, I am really excited To speak with Wing Commander Aspari uh, Raghunath who was commissioned in 1964 as a navigator later trained on the Canberra bomber in 1966 under the command of the then squadron leader P. Gotham, As a flight uh, lieutenant, he again served under the wing commander uh, P. Gotham during the Bangladesh Liberation War in 1971. And that's the focus, it's 50 years since that liberation war. Wing commander Aspari Raghunath, he carried out bombing missions over West Pakistan as well as East Pakistan. And he was awarded the Veer Chakra for his role in the war. He served in the Indian Air Force as a instructor local examiner, uh, systems test navigator on various aircrafts at ASTE and um, uh, the Premier Uh, test uh, flying center in the Indian Air Force in addition to operational flying, administrative and counterintelligence duties. Now, he took a premature retirement from the Air Force in 1986 and was uh, senior vice president of the Kirloska Group of Industries till 2015. Wing Commander, it's good to see you. How are you? All okay? Thank you. (laughs) I want to thank you for taking out the time. I know you have a really, really busy day and it's a pleasure to see you. It's a pleasure to talk to you in person. And I have to say, um, I don't know anybody who wears such a lovely tie first thing in the morning.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It's part of the service's life.
0: Super. 50 years <laughs> of, of course, uh, Liberation War of 1971. Um, and looking back, what are some of the first memories that come to your mind personally? I'd love to know.
1: Some of the hat memories are memorable missions I undertook and also a- very sad feeling of the friends whom I lost because the glory or the honor which has been given to people who are still surviving actually goes to the people who did not return, my good friends in this war. And they were gems of the squadron. Beyond that, uh, the excellent leadership which we had during the time in the squadron as well as very good coordination between different forces of the services.
0: Even at that time, I think everybody would agree that the armed forces worked in unison. It was not only the Navy or it was not only the the Army or it was not only the Air Force. It was all the armed forces that worked in unison beautifully together. Um, I think and that's probably one very very beautiful memory that you have personally if i'm not mistaken
1: yes definitely all through even during my different missions i undertook i found that there was uh, absolute coordination like a test book, uh, case between different services especially extensive character of done at tangail uh, in bangladesh which required very close coordination between the entire transport ple- fleet of Indian Air Force as well as the paratrooper regiments of Army, Indian Army.
0: Music, great, great conversation. conversation, and a whole lot of K. Welcome to Bangalore's personal ray of sunshine. You're locked into Good Morning Bangalore with K. 94.3
1: Radio One One World, your station. Brave hearts on the battlefield. Celebrating our war veterans on 94.3 Radio 1.
0: You know, for someone like you um, who has known an army way of life, it's a very different way of life. And looking back, you know, so many many years, personally, and you can be honest with this, would you have had any other different life other than uh, an armed forces life?
1: Definitely not. Maybe due to my own domestic circumstances, I had to seek premature retirement. But otherwise... If another career opportunity is given, I definitely would like to be part of the Air Force. Wonderful. Flying combat planes.
0: This is so nice because right next to our office, right, we've got the HAL training center that is there. Uh, Now, once upon a time, that used to be the airport area. Uh, It used to fly a lot of commercial planes out of there, but that's also been the base of the Air Force for a lot of test flying as well. So we get to see a lot of beautiful, you know, flights and helicopters really taken off and uh, things like that, and it looks so exciting. So from that perspective, I'd like to ask you, which is probably one of the most exciting aircrafts that you've ever flown in your life?
1: Uh, Exciting aircraft I would still hold, the Canberra bomber, which was very versatile, it could fly very high, 48,000 feet though was the ceiling altitude, we could go even beyond that, at the same time, it was highly maneuverable at very low levels, because ultimately we were doing missions at 500 feet and below, and uh, it was a very dependable aircraft, and could get you out of any situation, but at the same time it demanded absolute professionalism throughout yeah. flying and this was the most exciting aircraft apart from that an odd sortie done in the night time in jaguar right as well as in other helicopters Well, i was a patan court.
0: fantastic looking back at the the war of 1971 what would be probably something that you could tell us that isn't in the history books, you know, in terms of an experience maybe you had, or that you witnessed firsthand, or that your um, fellow comrades actually witnessed. Could you give us some insight into that? I think
1: there's a very good book edited by General Cardoza uh, in Quest of Freedom. In Quest of Freedom. It covers uh, briefly the missions that I undertook during 1971 the Canberra bomber operations, both in West Pakistan as well as East Pakistan. And definitely it dwells at length on some of the special missions that we undertook. So this book is a a good material to understand how individual formations as well as the squadrons uh, undertook their role during
0: 1971 operations. Right. I'm curious, you know, while you were undertaking these operations in the 1971 liberation war, how was your family back home? They must have been really, really worried. Am I right in saying that? And how?
1: I was a bachelor during 19, family, my brothers, sisters, etc., were at Bangalore. They were all at Bangalore. Obviously they were very anxious. And my sister who was more like a mother to me at Delhi, she was praying practically all day for my safe return every night. Uh, After the operations, i continued to be at gorakpur because i was deployed at gorakpur right and i returned i came to bangalore for a very short while to spend time with my brother and sisters and uh, it was a, a wonderful meeting because they were all quite tense throughout the war period and they were saying their own prayers for me
0: there are people who complain about blues and there are people who listen to Good Morning Bangalore with Kay. Let's go! 94.3 Radio 1.
1: One World, your station. Bravehearts on the battlefield, celebrating our war veterans on 94.3 Radio 1.
0: All right, if I may move on to asking you about your, your Veer Chakra moment, right? It's a moment of great pride and appreciation for any defense personnel. Can you share that moment with us? What was that like? And, and was it something that you expected? It was least expected
1: uh, because a uh, major factor that played on my mind is I have been trained by the country at very expensive cost and I must do my bit at any cost. Okay, even to the extent of, even if I don't come back, doesn't matter, but a mission that is given to us must be performed to the best ability without thinking of the consequences, but for the success of the mission. This was one single thought which was in my mind. And I always told my compatriots that Canberras, during the last one to two minutes of their flight in the target area, unless they stick to the directions and speed meticulously, without wavering, in spite of any anti-aircraft fire or any other disturbance, they will not be able to deliver their bombs on the target. So I always told people that we have been trained and we have been looked after by the country and that last one or two minutes matters a hell of a lot for us to be successful in our mission. So don't waver from that. This was one single thought. And as you asked about my feeling about Weird Chakra, quite elated about it momentarily, but is on account of my friends who supported me in the squadron and who are not with us anymore. They were all the gems of the squadron, like flight Brian Wilson, fantastic human being, as well as a great flyer, uh, flight captain uh, RB Mehta, and including Winkamandam, Padmanam, Gautam himself, Mahavir Bar Vaisana medal, who has decorated twice, honored both within the country and outside the country. all times, I don't think I would have been able to be successful. As a matter of fact, I could tell you that when I was on a mission to West Pakistan, Brian was on a mission to the East Pakistan and it was felt that East Pakistan missions would be like milk run. I had not carried my chocolate rations Right. while on this mission, so Brian told me, Ragu, you are going on a dangerous side, so you take the chocolates and like mine is a milk run, unfortunately on the last day he did not come back, he is no more with us. Such caring friends were there and I am sure that their good wishes saw me through the entire 71 operations and subsequent life also.
0: That's wonderful to hear. Looking forward to partying on the weekend is so yesterday when you have a party on the airwaves every morning. Every morning, you're okay. okay. Uh -uh. 94.3 Radio 1. One
1: World, your station.
0: Bravehearts on the battlefield. Celebrating our war veterans on 94.3 Radio 1 off late and, and I'm very happy to say that you're seeing a lot of women joining these frontier positions and what's your thoughts on, 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 on women reshaping these roles?
1: I think um, for the morale of the whole country, especially empowering the women and also, because they are also, uh, recently we have also said that their population is slightly more than um, a male population which we be correct or, or otherwise. But they play a very crucial role in the development of the country. Yesterday, I was in a serious discussion with a group of women at Bhagalpur, you may not be knowing, uh, who are at the National Thermal Power Corporation uh, station at Bhagalpur. They were also saying that we are as good as men in taking care, of, uh, creating the power sector's requirements, meeting that requirement, and we are doing a good job. Similarly, I feel that in the air force, they are also capable of flying. My only concern is what will be the danger they will be subjected to in the case of any crash or ejection in enemy territory and how they would be handled, more so with our present force in uh, Pakistan or any other country. How would these ladies be handled? That's a very frightful thought. Other than that, I think uh, they will be able to do, but physical strength also at times matters, especially if you're flying high-performance uh, aircraft in an uh, air-to-air com- combat situation.
0: A lot of times, I mean, I think all the time, all of us hope for no war, right? No one wants a war, um, but these are things that, that happen. In 1971, the Soviet Union actually came to the aid of India Can you recall any memories with regards to that and share that with us, please?
1: Uh, It's uh, very important. We must all be grateful to Soviet Union for coming to our help. As a matter of fact, every day in crew rooms, after the flights or before flights, we used to discuss this, we used to think it over. And though Russians were telling us, please finish. Bangladesh occupation quickly, it got delayed. But for that help, I don't think we would have been able to overcome the threat posed by the Americans as well as the then British forces in Bay of Bengal or Arabian Sea. The, our Navy would have been bogged down by them and then that would have created problems for us further. So it's a very crucial in any war, today's or tomorrow's, having external relationships and support is very important for any country if you do not have that success in a war will not be very certain so i think russians came to our rescue in a very significant way and not only that our own uh, political thinking was leaning towards them and they stuck to the words that they gave in terms of uh, coming to our aid as per the agreement that we had sent, signed. Brave hearts on the battlefield, celebrating our war veterans on 94.3 Radio
0: One. You know, the role of the air force maybe a little in the past was was subdued, but off uh, late garnered a lot of attention, especially from the young individuals out there who wish to join the armed forces. So, so what are your thoughts on how, as a country, we can enhance the role of the Air Force in the services?
1: Unless we get a clear uh, role of different sectors of the armed forces, we will not be able to give the necessary attention or enhance it.
0: Irrespective of
1: what your, uh, the ground troops' strength is, in the beginning of every war, attaining superiority in air power is a must if you don't achieve air power superiority your ground troops will not be able to move ahead into the enemy territory or occupy territory. for that air force has to step in immediately as soon as the war is announced and annihilate the enemy air power in terms of destroying their airfields or preventing their fighters from entering us. And the first three, four days of the war, in terms of attaining the air power is supreme, otherwise our army will not be able to move. This fact is not known to most of the people, thinking that it's only army which moves ahead. It is not so. First three, four days are very crucial for the air force success.
0: I think on December 16th, if I've got the date right, December 16th, 1971, uh, was actually the day that Pakistan's armed forces laid down their arms at a surrender ceremony in Dhaka uh, before the joint command of the Indian armed forces and Bangladesh's uh, Mukti Bahini. It was the finest hour for both India and Bangladesh's military histories, one old and uh, another new. From that perspective, on that day, I'd love to know, actually and it would be on this day uh, so many years ago, what went through your mind when when that happened?
1: Oh, it was a very proud moment that Pakistan was humbled by our great armed forces. And never in the history such a big victory had been achieved by any armed forces in a matter of about 13 to 14 days, where 93,000 troops had surrendered to us. Nowhere else we have seen this. And that was a very proud moment for all of us and also each one of us who participated we felt that we contributed in a small way or a big way to that success and that pride that we could
0: get i want to really thank you wing commander for um, taking out the time to speak with us uh, the golden jubilee of the 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 liberation war of 71 is is one that i think every indian will remember and if say for example they weren't around in that time they have Fathers and their grandfathers and their grandmothers and their mothers would tell them about the same. I want to end this by thanking you for your services in the armed forces, uh, which I think many people would uh, echo, you know, saying uh, to you uh, with me. I look forward to actually that, you know, wonderful little tour that we have on the 18th. And uh, here's hoping that by listening to you, there are a lot of young people out there who are motivated to join the armed forces, especially your your line, which is the air force. Um, and so, as a parting note, before I let you go, I would love to hear what you would like to say to all the young uh, Indians out there who wish to join the armed forces.
1: Mr. Machado, objective with which I have come today to speak to to encourage the future generation. To join on forces, especially the air force, because it's a wonderful life. It's a very satisfactory life, and it, not only it has adventure, it has a lot of knowledge to gain, both technical as well as other social knowledge. Excellent camaraderie, which you can experience there, will not be seen in any other, any other sector of our professional life. At least that is my experience. So, uh, if this. Brief talk can motivate them. My job is done. Thank you very much indeed.
0: Thank you so much, and um, I hope you have a beautiful day ahead. Thank you for taking out the time. Thank you. Thank you very much. All the best. Mr. Thank, you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Get to know him off air too. Have you followed him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter yet? At Off Air with K, slide into his DMs now. 94.3 Radio One. One World, your station.